simply syndicated towers in the United Kingdom, and from our intrepid reporters throughout the United States, comes all the movie news that's fit to listen to. This is Simply Syndicated Movie News. One assumes everyone there is doing that. Otherwise, why have you gone? I, I don't know. Hello, welcome to Simply Syndicated Movie News. <laughs> <laughs> this gonna... is why we need female supervision. We've been left on our own too goddamn long. Yeah, I'm going to leave that beginning bit on it and leave it to you, the audience, to guess what we were talking about before the show started. <laughs> Clue, it's probably as bad as you think. <laughs> anyway, we're back with some more movie news to talk about. There's a pile of it here. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. wonderful. So we'll, we'll just jump right in. Most of it is rumor and suggestion. <laughs> it is rumor and suggestion all around, but I'm sure we'll be fine. Now, for, before we get into the stories, a lot of listeners out there might might be wondering, considering when this is coming out, uh, we're recording this on, uh, on Saturday, uh, the weekend of release for Captain America Civil War here in the U.S. Uh, it's been out in the U.K. for a week, but we just got it this weekend. Um, there will likely be some limited spoiler free discussion of it later in the show so don't think that we are leaving it entirely untouched but i think if i'm not mistaken fellas we're gonna uh, hold that off until we get to the what we've been watching segment later okay all right netflix black mirror nabs 10 cloverfield lane director and yeah, more I, put that, I put that one on last week and we didn't get around to it all right okay uh i saw 10 cloverfield lane I have I have saw that. I didn't get a chance to get out there and see it. It was good. Was it? I really, really? enjoyed it. I really here's, enjoyed it. Here's the burning question, and I think I've gotten an answer from uh, some of the news stories and reviews and podcasts that I've listened to, but now I can actually talk to someone who's seen it. Is it connected at all to Cloverfield, or is it more of a spiritual sequel? Very much a spiritual sequel. Gotcha. There might be, and I haven't read any trivia, little universal things that, that they try to indicate this is taking place in the same universe, but there is no reference, no interaction between the two stories or any of the characters whatsoever. All right. Nothing like that. The two films could just be totally independent, and that would be fine um, without changing anything. But... Yeah, I think there might be, you know, like, if you're a real movie detail nerd, um, there might be things in the background you can spot, but that's pretty much it. So, but it, I really enjoyed it. It was a great concept for a movie. Um, without, I think I can give you the main idea without spoiling anything. Woman wakes up in a bunker with John Goodman, who explains the world has ended. That's pretty much it. And then you sort of go on the psychological thriller journey of are you believing him? What evidence have you got one way or the other? All kinds of other stuff. It's really good. Well, I I don't think it's been released on, uh, on DVD and Blu-ray over here yet. Uh, but I know I'm going to be keeping my eyes open for it for a chance to watch it. Because ever since I saw the... The first and no, we we discussed this actually when the when the trailer for it first hit and there had been no 
advance word that they were even making this. And then all of a sudden, boom, here's this movie. Here's this spiritual sequel to Cloverfield. No one knew what was happening until the first trailer came out. And really all you needed was to get me to get me on board was to say, hey, 33 percent of the cast is John Goodman. Yeah, that's good enough for me. (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, obviously not good enough to get me out to the cinema to watch it, but still good enough to get my interest and I want to see it and I will. I, I, I believe you will enjoy it. I really think you'll enjoy it. So if the guy who directed it, who directed it well, I feel, is doing some Black Mirror, cool. Um, is Charlie Brooker still writing it, I assume? Yeah, he's, he's still on board. Uh, Netflix has uh, picked it up, and I believe that the next series is going to be 12 episodes. Wow. With various directors. Uh, Dan, Trachtenberg, Dan Trachtenberg of 10 Cloverfield Lane will be one of them. I see. This looks good. I'm just reading the article. Um, you know, I haven't seen the last series yet. They upset. I recall. Me. They upset. I, I recall enjoying. Oh yes, they, they're they're terribly upsetting. Yeah. Um. I I recall enjoying the um. What was it the third series? <laughs> there are three series and a Christmas special, right? No idea. I only watched the first three, and just ended up so disturbed that I didn't go back. <laughs> It's very unsettling. I, I just love when you guys start talking about this show because you I, you have convinced me so often that I want absolutely nothing to do with it, and you're doing it again. You're like, oh, oh yeah, this show will absolutely rip your nuts off and shove them down your throat, but it's great. And I'm yeah. like, how in the hell is that great? It's very well done. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's very well done, but it will shock you to your core and make you sad and want to cry. And why do you want to do that to yourself? I don't. That's why I've only seen the first series. <laughs> Here's what it is. When you have a, a movie or a television series that leaves you feeling like that at the end, sure, it can leave you feeling a little bit depressed. But what you end up getting after that is you find yourself sitting in awe of the fact that movies and television can still affect you this much. That is very much a factor. To, to know I, I, yeah. that when I sat down, um, not that long ago, probably uh, maybe two months ago, um, after noticing that Netflix had gotten the uh, Black Mirror holiday special, um, which is I c- consider it like an extra long episode. It's like an hour and a half. Um, uh, g- uh, guest starring John Hamm of Mad Men. When I saw that Netflix had that, I sat down to watch it. Uh, like I say about two months ago and just as I was starting it up on Netflix and getting that feeling of knowing this is probably going to destroy me and to know that I can still be that excited to see something on television. Now I love the flash. It's a wonderful series, but I don't start, you know, shaking in anticipation with every episode of the flash. Like I do with every episode of black mirror. I mean, he made the Prime Minister fuck a pig. Can you imagine living in a place <laughs> where the Prime Minister's <laughs> fucked a pig? It's just uh, disturbing. That, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a reality for you, isn't it, Richard? Deal with that. When television becomes true. <laughs> it's, it, we were all... The whole nation was... But this is Black Mirror. Oh. <laughs> that's weird. 
Even the Charlie views- Brooker tweeted something like, sorry, everyone, I, didn't, I really didn't know. Uh, just- <laughs> the views expressed by the hosts of Simply Syndicated Movie News are not necessarily those of the British government. <laughs> oh, no, they're the opposite of the British government. I, I we're, pride we're myself not, on that quite a lot. <laughs> we're not saying that David Cameron did fuck a pig. Can I? He did fuck a pig. All Sue right, me, Cameron. Sue me, please. <laughs> Sue me, please. You- Look, if, if you, you heard it here far from first, people, if sue me, honestly, do you know how many podcasters have been sued for defamation? None. You want to make me the first? Please. I've said it time and time again. Please make me the first. I cannot buy that level of exposure. There's just there's just <laughs> nothing that I could do to get that level of exposure. You know how fucking famous you would make me if you sued me? For for verbally attacking the British Prime Minister, that would just be amazing. God, it it would be fantastic. I wish someone would do it, really. Oh, and then I could try and get a super injunction taken out, and everybody would be like, "Oh, who is it?" And then I'd be talked about for ages. That'd be, it'd be honestly, I would profit quite a great deal from that. And no matter what happened, David Cameron still fucked a pig. So <laughs> there's there's nothing we can really do about that. I'm afraid. I mean, I get around the problem by not fucking pigs, but that would seem so, too so, of an obvious solution for some people. You know, like, hmm. Anyway, we don't like Stay him here at the moment. The, uh... It's cool. It's He's not popular, you know. He's not popular these days. But, hey, I've got a whole other show for that now. <sighs> <laughs> don't worry. I feel like I've scared you all. <laughs> don't <laughs> Don't don't worry, don't worry. It's fine, it's fine. You can say that David Cameron fucked a pig. Don't worry. It's no, I fine. just I just have nothing to add to a Black Mirror conversation, so I'm waiting for the next thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, sp- speaking of fucking pigs, according to Crack.com, there's about eight upcoming films that might be doing the same thing. Yes, this looks like an interesting list. Figuratively, people. Figuratively, yes. <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> I we I'm are not just, branching into animal porn here. No, things haven't gotten that bad. <laughs> if it gets cold enough. Um, yeah, Don't. this is actually quite a good list, actually. I like this. Um, what have we got? Some of these depress me. Most of them don't. Yeah, we have Gambit. This, this was from a, uh, an article on Cracked that was eight. What is it? Eight movies or seven, six movies? Eight, 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 eight movies. movies. Eight movies that are starting to sound like they're going to suck hard. Now, the first one, yeah, is it, it kind of depresses my wife because she was really looking forward to this movie. Was uh, she looking forward to the movie or was she, looking, or she was looking forward to Channing Tatum, not the movie? Yeah, women don't care what he does. No, she was looking forward to a Gambit movie. Oh, okay, well. And I think... <laughs> you believe anything. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell her that I said that. <laughs> Rick, I've got some magic beans. You should buy them. Hang on. <laughs> That's... Yeah, she's not what she has. No, it could be anyone. Well, and she still want to watch this film. Just well, no, she liked Gambit before it was announced that he was going to play him, but I'm sure she's not upset about that fact either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'll a casting change. Gambit will now be played by Jack Black. <laughs> Go for it. Hilarious. I, I, I would watch that film, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would watch all the ladies in the audience who hadn't gotten that news yet. 
you know what it would be what would be great is if they advertise it as if it was Channing Tatum and then right before the movie started a card came up and said tonight's performance Jack Black will be playing the role of Gambit (laughs) there'd be be screams there'd be rioting there'd just be or Jack Nicholson even better do you know what women love Jack Nicholson I, I don't know. You're right. And that's, that's yeah. I don't know. Anyway, Gambit yeah. is being kind of put off for another two years or so and probably won't happen. Yeah, that's not sounding good, is it? Yeah, if they if they haven't gotten things underway with that by now, then I don't think it's going to happen. No. Uh, well, here, here's a question. Almost all of, well, at least this article in particular, but I see I keep seeing Deadpool as the explanation for why stuff is happening to other movies. Um, like this one, Gambit is getting bumped back for, uh, in, in so that Deadpool two and some as yet unnamed Marvel movie are going to get made first. Is this just becoming an excuse that people are using to say, "Oh, this turned out to be a really shitty idea, so we're not going to do it." So we're going to say, "Um, Deadpool changed the landscape, and we need to retool." Or did Deadpool really change the landscape, and people are scrambling to catch up? I think Deadpool, a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. It's there's an element of that in there, but it's certainly not the whole thing. Uh, Deadpool made a, a big splash. Um, it allowed uh, producers and filmmakers to realize and acknowledge the fact that yes, we can make an R-rated superhero film just for adults. We don't have to market it to the kids, and it can still be successful. Um, and hopefully, they take a further lesson from that by realizing that if they put a talented and committed director, producer, and star on a project and say, don't try to make the studio happy. Make what you think is the best film. If you let them do that, then it's it's not always great, but it can be great, like it was with Deadpool. Now, let me follow that up with this other with another question. Not Not that any of us know, but just... This is something that's been kind of eating away at my brain. And and we've talked about this before when, when Deadpool came out and was such a smash hit. And we talked about there have been other R-rated comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, are people looking at the wrong thing that was so successful for Deadpool? Was it successful because it was R-rated or was it successful because it was a really goddamn good movie? No, it, it was successful because it was a good movie. But way too many people think it was successful because it was R-rated. And they're not going back in time to look at, say, for example, uh, uh, any of the Blade films or um, Watchmen. Those were R-rated comic book movies, and they were not as successful as Deadpool. Deadpool was successful because they made a good movie. It just so happened that the good movie they made required an R rating. But if it wasn't an R-rated movie, I don't think it would have done as well. I don't think it did well because it was an R-rated movie as a reason in itself. But I think if they'd made a PG-13 version of Deadpool, people would have been angry from the start. Because um, he's, right. he's not a PG-13 character. He's an R-rated mm-hmm. character. And to not make that R-rated film means you are... Auto- Before we even start, you are not doing it right. And so, while I don't think it was successful solely because of its R certificate, it, I think it had to be there. Okay, that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the, the, again, the, the, the R rating allowed it to be as good as it was, as good as it could be. Right. Right. You, you can't do a, a, a PG version of Friday the 13th 
or you know something like that and have it be any good so mm -hmm. uh, yeah so but but on the other hand no one wants to see an r-rated version of like pokemon or something like that exactly <laughs> well don't well, you mention it, yeah <laughs> And and conversely, when they release the DVD and Blu-ray of Batman v Superman uh, with the R-rated cut, that is not going to magically make it a good film. No, no. You're just going to see a little more of the blood on screen. Yeah. A lot of people assumed that when they announced they were going to release an R-rated version on Blu-ray and DVD, oh, this is they're just doing that because Deadpool was so good. They want to try to copy Deadpool. No, they couldn't call the whole cast back and film a whole bunch of new stuff to make it edgier and r-rated so they could try to cash in on it this is stuff they already filmed and already had and they're they've decided to restore those scenes for the blu-ray so yeah well it's that, like how many how many times have you well i <laughs> rented the unrated version of a film only to find out that the only difference is like maybe one little, you know, all it takes is a few seconds that the MPAA didn't see, and suddenly it's it's unrated, and there's really nothing all that different in it. I yeah, I, yeah, I have a copy of the Burbs on DVD like that. It it was it was like the uncut version of the Burbs. So when I saw that, I ran at it like I I had no idea what what is this uncut version of the Burbs, and I watched it. And I watched it and watched it and didn't find any difference between that and the copy that we'd had on video for years at home. And it turned out, I don't know if you're, if you remember in the, the film, there's a sequence where, where Tom Hanks is, is watching TV in bed and flicking through the channels. Mm -hmm. One of the channels he flips to was cut out on ITV when it was shown on television here. And so not cutting that out was classed as the uncut version. Yep. And uh, it's like, I've, there is nothing here. This is the no. version that was on video. Would, would I lose my job here if I were to admit that I've never seen the burbs? No, but you, you kind of put yourself on a couple of weeks notice, potentially. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it would be like, get out and never speak to me but if if we can have this conversation again in a couple of weeks and you've still not seen the burbs then you know the, the ice gets thinner that's that's all i can say <laughs> what okay i, I re we're already so far off off subject what the fuck what is the burbs about because every time you talk about it i keep thinking of things like the money pit and and stuff like that but i apparently i'm very wrong about what this movie is the burbs Take it away, Richard. okay <laughs> <laughs> everybody sit back the Burbs follows the story of Ray Peterson, played by Tom Hanks, and his wife Carol Peterson, played by uh, Carrie Fisher, and their son, oh. played by uh, no one you've ever seen in anything ever again. And <laughs> I didn't know Carrie Fisher was in it. She is. She's, she's his wife. She's she's in it, but she's she's really not the focus of it. She's in a few scenes. It's, it would you know that seems to be. Uh, uh, sorry, just another tangent. Why the fuck not? Has Carrie Fisher ever done a movie other than Star Wars where she wasn't essentially a cameo? I can't think of one. Yeah. And I've certainly never seen the words Carrie Fisher in before. Okay. Film. Yeah. Okay, carry on. <laughs> so they live on this nice, quiet suburban street, uh, and there's a nice mix of weird and kooky but friendly neighbors. 
and there's this one family that moved in a month ago. No one's ever seen them. They know they're called the Clopex. They know that their entire yard has died and become this dry, dusty wasteland and that weird industrial noises come out of the house at night. And uh, basically they start to... Ray and his friends, Bruce Dern and uh, Rick DeCommon, who also live on the street, start investigating this family to find out what's going on and they become convinced that they've killed an old man that disappears and that, you know, it's a comedy. Okay. Let me give you All the right, IMDb. I'm, I'm not summing it up very well, but I'll get... Uh, actually, perhaps I am. There's not a lot to it. Uh, yeah, that, that, was, that, that was a pretty good summation. I think the only thing that you really missed was uh, um, also featuring Corey Feldman. Oh, yes, also featuring Corey Feldman. In, in, an, in no way <laughs> inappropriate. Only one of the Corys, and you know what? He's mm-hmm. good in it. He's he's very good in it. He's totally mm-hmm. appropriate for the role. Um, Henry Gibson is Doctor Klopek. He's also brilliant. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. And it's kind of done in that it's almost B movie horror kind of schlocky stuff, but it's it's much nicer and cleaner and fresher than that. But it's it's just a very nice, comforting film to me. Which is okay. very. Odd. I will. I will watch it. I will make it a, a. Before we meet again, I shall watch the Burbs. Okay, that's good to know. the The one sentence summary on IMDb is: An overstressed suburbanite and two of his neighbors struggle to prove their paranoid theory that the new family on the block are part of a murderous cult. It okay. sounds much darker than it is. <laughs> that that almost describes the Dragnet uh, plot as well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. <laughs> That is very true. And it's it's my all-time favorite Bruce Dern role as well. He's one of the neighbors, and he's like a, an ex-army soldier who has never left the army. He gets up at five every morning and salutes the flag in his yard. He's got this the young, busty trophy wife, uh, and he's always armed to the teeth, ready for action. But in a very militaristic way, not in a kind of weird gun nut kind of way. It's it's great. It's great fun, really. <laughs> and I, I could do we okay. we can start, I, I'll just read you the script. I'll just recite the script to you. Hang on. So it's seen <laughs> 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 it eight thousand times. You know that's that's it. So you'll you'll enjoy it. Back one uh, thing then. Movies that won't work. Remember that, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Gambit, probably going to be shit, is what we're saying. Probably, probably yeah, be shit. It burned but... through four directors already. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not looking good for Gambit. L- lots of uh, script difficulties and just nothing but delays, delays, delays. I, it, it's not looking good for them. At least Channing Tatum got to meet Stan Lee. And, hey, waking up in the morning and being able to think, I'm Channing Tatum. Can't be yeah. all that bad. Can't suck. No, it doesn't. It doesn't suck. Another film that might suck is the Queen movie. Yeah, I think. And it's that's good. not Elizabeth. That's uh, the musical group Queen. Yeah, because it was going to be Sasha Baron Cohen playing Freddie Mercury, which I had then, problems with anyway. I I think he might have been I, good about good at it, but he <laughs> furiously disagreed with. Uh, Brian May on the direction of the film and the way it should be put together. He left and now it's uh, the name has gone. Ben Wishaw. 
Well, I I can sort okay. The 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 problem here is according to the article that the three surviving members of Queen want the movie to be about how the band dealt with his death, with Freddie Mercury's death, whereas any movie about Queen really should be up to and end with Mercury's death, maybe just a little bit afterwards. I, I can sort of see where Brian May is coming from. Because if you've spent your entire musical career in the shadow of a dead man, because I'm, you know, I'm sure when they were performing, everybody adored Freddie, but who knows? You know, who knows what, what life was like in the green room before the show? You know, I, I and, and now, what, 20, 30 years later, they want to do a biopic about Queen, and the filmmakers want to make it all about Freddie Mercury, and the rest of the band are like, you know what? We were as much a part of Queen as he, as he was. Let's make it about us. And, you know, I, granted, that's not a good idea, because nobody wants to see that movie, except the three guys in the band. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, basically it. I think the, the problem is, is that post-Freddie Mercury, very little has happened to them. Absolutely nothing story-worthy. They yeah. had the We Will Rock You thing. That, that was a, a show at the West End, and that's pretty much been it. They have continued playing shows as Queen, but it's really just uh, Roger Taylor and Brian May and whoever they can get to go out and sing with them. It's, it's not Queen. Um, yeah. So it's, it's hard to toss on top of that the fact that you know, an overwhelming majority of the movie going public would, would go to see the Freddie Mercury story. Because that's when you think of Queen, you think of Freddie Mercury. That's absolutely. That's why you would go is to see his story. And I'm very sorry, but that's what happens with pretty much every band. Is yeah. the, the front man ends up being the most famous one. The fact that we know who Brian May's name at all is unusual in itself, isn't it? I mean, there's there's well, only he's, there, he's distinguished himself as a as a astrophysicist. So. Name yeah, but name another astrophysicist. You know, it's it's Neil Tyson. Sh shush. <laughs> name two more. <laughs> name two more astrophysicists. Shut up. So <laughs> But I'm a I'm a geek, so yeah. <laughs> but I mean like there there's the bands where you know the names of everybody in the band are are few and far between. They they really are. There's there's only a few yeah. iconic bands like that. Uh and and so I, honestly, the film about Queen ends at the Liza Minnelli performance of We Are the Champions at the end of the Freddie Mercury Memorial Concert. That's where that film ends. You maybe, over the closing credits, play real footage from the Olympics closing games in 2012, where the entire stadium was singing back to a video of Freddie Mercury. Um, and then put some text, Queen still do gigs, although you probably don't want to see him. And that's the end of your film. It's not about Queen. It is the Freddie Mercury story. I'm sorry. No. <sighs> what else is going to suck? Sonic the Hedgehog. Are they doing a Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Oh, boy, that's going to suck. Oh. I, I did not know that was going to happen uh, no. until this article. And I don't even need to know any more about it. That is going to suck. Has there ever been a good video game movie? Right. Possibly. Oh? No. I feel like I'm no. forgetting something incredibly obvious, but 
I don't Me think Me too. So. That that's I've got that feeling like there's one you can pull out the bag and go, this is the one. But I don't think there is one. Resident Evil wasn't the, the series wasn't bad, but I wouldn't call it good. Um yeah. Mortal Kombat, the first one was fun, but I wouldn't call it good. All bad. All <laughs> very bad. Um well, it had that cool song. <laughs> no, I don't think there are any. And I, no, I, no, I, I, I don't think Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be the first. <laughs> so now, if if you if you were to ask my nine-year-old stepson, he would say that Super Mario Brothers was fantastic. But you're asking a nine-year-old, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starting to say stock of your life if you're really going for nine year olds for your movie advice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, this next one actually kind of saddened me because I can't say, as you know, being not a comic book person, I've never read the Sandman comics uh, written by Neil Gaiman, but I, you know, everything I've ever read about them, I hear they're awesome and I, you know, I adore Neil Gaiman. And last year when I heard that Joseph, Gor- Joseph Gordon Levitt and Neil Gaiman were working together on a Sandman movie. I was kind of excited about it, uh, but now that's not happening. I'm still holding out for a third rock from the Sun movie, so <laughs> hopefully Joseph Gordon-Levitt can can get on with that now if he's available. God, I would watch that movie in a heartbeat. Not the Sandman. I know nothing about that. Yeah. Well, it, I I would if it was a Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Sandman film, I would be all over it three times in the cinema. Um, I was I was really excited as well when I heard that that was that was the plan uh, to put that together. Um, then once the the news came out that uh, a not only had a new write, writer been put on the film, but they had moved Sandman as well as all of the uh, DC Vertigo. The titles that were being considered for film moved them all over to uh, New Line Cinema, and then the next day, according to this article, uh, JGL left the project. So that has to be fairly telling of what what they wanted to do with uh, a property like Sandman needs people who are familiar with the property and who are committed to making a film that is genuine and authentic to uh to the comic and you're not going to get that from new line cinema it's just not going to happen from the studio that brought you the teenage mutant ninja turtles no at least the original set i don't know about the new ninja turtles movies anyway we don't get the same man i'm sad <laughs> yeah number four pacific rim two i didn't think this was being made still well this this is this okay this does hit close to home because i loved pacific rim uh i didn't expect well i i hoped to i wasn't expecting to as a as a godzilla fan for most of my adult life uh i thought if anyone can make a giant robots fighting giant monsters movie work it was guillermo god damn i can't say his name guillermo del toro and hell yes he did pacific rim I, you know, I'm not going to say it's a great movie, but it's a great giant robots fighting giant monsters movie. Um, and, you know, and he took the genre and he ran with it and he made a wonderful 
wonderful, fun popcorn movie. And he's been trying to get the sequel done for years, and yet then it's been on again, off again forever. Uh, and then finally, it looked like it was going to happen, and now he's not doing it. And I just don't see a Pacific Rim movie without Del Toro in the, in, in the center seat working. Yeah. Uh, well, was it that unique and special as a sci-fi film that no other director could take over? It, it, was, it wasn't that it was unique. It was that it, was, it worked. The, you know, a movie, a, a Pacific Rim movie uh, ha- already has the potential to suck built into it. And Del Toro managed to, to transcend that suck and make it a fun movie to watch. It seems that regardless uh, of what style of film he's making, Guillermo Del Toro is able to put his stamp on anything he's working on and make it intrinsically his own. Um, especially when you consider the, the vastly different uh, styles and sensibilities of a Pacific Rim versus a Hellboy or Pan's Labyrinth. They're very different types of movies, but they're still so him when you when you walk out at the end of the film that it's hard to imagine someone else coming in and taking over for it. This is why I was so excited at the prospect of him uh, tackling The Hobbit, because I wanted to see what Middle Earth would look like through his eyes. And when it turned out to be Peter Jackson again, I was... I was disappointed enough yeah. that I've only seen one of the three Hobbit films. You're not missing anything. I didn't think I was. <laughs> and what's made what's made this even worse? Uh, they threw out. Not only did they kick Del Toro out, they they tr- they chucked his script for the second film, and they brought in one of the guys, John Spites. I don't know how you even pronounce that name. Uh, who was one of the writers on Prometheus? So Ooh. yeah. This is going straight to DVD, if at all. (laughs) (coughs) Shall we move on? Please. (laughs) Number three, the universe doesn't want need another Halloween film. Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing to say about that. That is just a horrendous idea. Stop making those. Number two, the Crow reboot. Still? No. No, no. Sorry to hurry through this, but these are just ridiculous now. The the Crow. Stop doing that it wasn't that good number the, one the, fir- oh. the first one is good only in a cult sense any of the of the sequels um are absolute shit the television series that was based on it is even worse what halloween no, no the crow oh the crow yeah no, the the the, the Hall- No, I'm thinking Friday the Thirteenth. There was a Halloween. No, there wasn't a Halloween TV series. There was no Halloween TV series. There was a Friday the Thirteenth, um, which was actually pretty good for for a uh, you know a '90s anthology show. Hmm. Hmm. Never saw it. Hmm. It was c- considered um, uh, an unknown uh, forerunner of sorts to Warehouse Thirteen or or uh, uh, Supernatural. Kind of a combination of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that works. That works. Um, lots of uh, we're chasing down this particular item because uh, danger. Yeah, it it had absolutely nothing to do with the Friday the Thirteenth movie series. Uh, the 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 concept was you had this kind of a, a thrift store that was a clearinghouse for cursed objects. Sort of, kinda. 
and mm-hmm. every every episode was trying to track down and neutralize this particular cursed object. Now, from from what I heard, the intention of it being Friday the Thirteenth was uh, they would eventually have to find um, Jason's hockey mask. Yeah, I think that was either was going to be the last episode or it was. I don't know. I it was a it was. Uh, a, a syndicated show, so I only saw a handful of episodes, but I remember liking what I saw. Mm-hmm. It was it was a fun, it was fun. And then we have number one. <laughs> <sighs> At this point, could, is it too late to cancel it? I'm, <laughs> I'm on pins and needles over here because the interface with this article on my phone was getting buggy, so I don't know what this film is. Right, the first one on the list is Star Trek Beyond, which they're, they're referring to on Crack.com as the most rushed movie in the world. Um, we Well, we've talked about this various times, and the, the reason they're putting it on the list, because, I mean, they're, they're, even they admit this movie is coming out. This movie is going to happen. It's going to be released in a couple of months. But this is uh, May 7th, 2016, as we're recording this right now. This movie is coming out in, what, June or July? Um, you know, it's, 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 we're within a couple of months of it coming out. And they went back for reshoots last month. That's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. Worries me a great deal. Now I've heard a lot from Simon Pegg and from uh, 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 no, it's coming out in July. Yeah, uh, Lynn. What's the, I keep forgetting his first name. Justin. Just Justin Lynn, the director. And it sounds like they are really trying their best to make this movie happen. But Pegg has quit three times <laughs> and got dragged back in. Um, this I did not know. You know so. Uh, what, this is going to be one of two things. Either all of this is going to make mean that we're going to finally get a good J.J. vs. Star Trek movie, or it's going to be the worst one yet. I don't think we're going to get a media, you know, something in between. Yeah, I, I, I think it's no secret what direction most of us are leaning in as far as the, the forecast on that. Yeah. I'm really not optimistic for that movie. Really not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know we can always. There, there's always the. Can it really be worse than Into Darkness slash Final Frontier? Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> yes, yes, it can. Actually, yeah. I think. Um. So, yeah. Let's move back onto real news then. Anyway, that was a good article, but it that was. took us. That took us forever. This is becoming the longest show in the history of the shows. Well, well, the, normally, I don't put articles like this on, but this 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 really seemed up our street. As it, it was were. good, it was good. Um, let's see. Either Josh Boone is trolling us, or Jared Leto is interview with the vampire's newest stat. Oh, is he? Fair enough. I know nothing about Jared Leto other than the pictures of him as the Joker with metal teeth. I've only ever seen him in Panic Room, in which he's the bad guy. And Requiem for a Dream, in which he's making me curl up in a little ball and cry. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm happy to see him in other things. Um, he also did a film. Uh, I can't remember the title of the film, 
but he played um, uh, whoever he was, um, the guy's name who uh, um, who shot John Lennon. Was it Mark David Chapman? Is it? That is correct, I believe. Okay. Um, so I, I've never been a, uh, all that big a fan of the Beatles. So things like um, you know, how John Lennon met his end, I know what happened, but I don't tend to store a lot of those details away. So I wasn't sure on the name. But uh, Jared Leto uh, played him. In that film, he was also in Fight Club. Uh, he's he's done a yeah. bunch of things. Yeah, he's been uh, around but, for a while, Jared. Last yeah, year. he he seems to be uh, on more of a rise than he's ever been on before in the past couple of years. And when he has long hair and a beard, he looks like Jesus. Uh, yes, yes. Well, he looks like like a white Jesus. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> like certain people I imagine know, I... Jesus is. Yes. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Anne Rice's vampire books. Um, and I was not a huge fan of the first interview with the vampire movie. So I'm down with a re with a, 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 a new version of the film and, you know, looking at pictures of him, I, you know, put blonde hair on him. Sure. Why not? Tom Cruise did a passable job as Lestat. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a very 90s thing film to remember. interview with a vampire. Very nice it is, film. It is, and it changed. It changed some very important things. If you were to, if if the plan is to do a series, if the plan is to adapt, uh, you know, all of Anne Rice's books, then the original movie made some unforgivable changes. Um. So they need to you know, reboot, one, one of the big ones was. Well, yeah, one of the big ones was changing the character of Armand into uh, Antonio Banderas and then killing him <laughs> because he's very important to the rest of the of the, the series. Um, and he was also 17 when he was made a vampire. <laughs> so uh, I, you know, I w uh, the thing about Interview with the Vampire, that a lot of people got pissed off at, at Tom Cruise playing Lestat in the original. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because he didn't look anything like Lestat in the books. And Anne Rice even said when she wrote the book, she had Rutger Hauer in mind, a young Rutger Hauer at the time, uh, as, as Lestat. And I thought Tom Cruise did a great job. but Because in Interview with the Vampire, it's very different from the rest of the series. Because it's the story is told by Louis, who is the main character in the book. So this is really weird that they're, they're talking about who's playing Lestat in Louis' movie. <laughs> uh, more and we haven't heard anything about any other casting. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm not sure what that's about. Uh, but I thought Tom Cruise did a great job because the Lestat we see in Interview with the Vampire is not the Lestat that's quote unquote real, um, because it becomes evident in later books that the version of things that we see in Interview with the Vampire are, are colored by Louis's prejudices and and his own particular baggage. Uh, and Lestat actually ends up being a much more sympathetic character in the later books than he is in the first one. Um, so, yeah, I think just right there, you explained why we're hearing about the casting of Lestat and not of Louis or anyone else, because Lestat is the character that continues through, uh, more of the books in the series. So if they want to turn this into a new film franchise, they're telling us who we're going to be seeing in multiple films. Rather than Louis, who I, I, I might be mistaken, uh, is Interview the only book that Louis appears in? 
I didn't. Oh no, he's it. he's through the he's through the whole thing too. He's 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 very important, but nowhere near as important as he is in the first book. Okay. It it, it does surprise me a little bit though that uh, and if this if this rumor is true, um, and Jared Leto is cast as Lestat with the intention being to start a new franchise and have him be in all these multiple films going on at about the same time as he is beginning his run as the Joker in what could be multiple films. Cause we don't know what they're going to do uh, with I that character. Hold, once the Batman solo I series, hold my breath begins. on that one. <laughs> <clears throat> well, on, I don't, I don't have a good feeling for suicide squad at all, but carry on. No, i well, whether Suicide Squad succeeds or fails, I get the impression from the things that, you know, the rumors I'm hearing and the things that I've read that um, regardless of how the film fares, um, the character of the Joker and his portrayal by Jared Leto is going to be what stands out. Rather like uh, Batman v Superman is shaping up to be considered by most people a bad movie. When you ask these people who think, like me, ask these people who think it's a bad movie, what was the best part of this bad movie? And most people are saying Ben Affleck is Batman. It's going to, even if Suicide Squad is considered bad by most people, people will say, what's the best part? And they're going to say, Jared Leto is the Joker. Fair enough. Okay, moving on. We also have, right, okay. Let's do the Han Solo thing first. They've cast young Han Solo. And it's this guy I've never heard of. Yeah, I, I've not seen him in anything. So I have... But looking at this no picture, thing. he really needs to, like, eat a sandwich. Yeah. Dude is too goddamn skinny. Too skinny, dude. Have a sandwich. And a pie. <laughs> have a pie sandwich. <laughs> That's all we have to say until something else happens. Good luck with the pie. So now we delve into comic book land, I think, because we can go from this last story into uh, Captain America. Well, do we want to say who who it is that the, that they've cast oh, as, yeah. uh, as Han Solo? Alden. We to say his name at least. <laughs> Alden Ehrenreich has is being um, uh, cast as young Han Solo. Well done. Anyone man. who's heard of him, send us emails and tell us who the fuck he is. Well, he, apparently he was in Hail Caesar, which I wanted to see until the reviews came out, and they said it was terrible. Because um, it looked like it was going to be fun, but then it got panned. It did. Um, it's got it's got Channing Tatum though, so uh, <laughs> there is that. We have a connection. Yeah. Um. So we have right. There's two things here. Ben Affleck becomes executive producer of Justice League. Again, I say to you what I'm saying to the producers of Star Trek, Star Trek Beyond. It's not out yet. It's not too late to cancel it and have nobody see what you do. Consider that as an option. Seriously consider it as an option. Well, if... If someone were to tell me there is no chance in the world that the writer and the director of Justice League will be removed... It is cast in stone that Zack Snyder will direct and David Goyer will write it. Then I would say, how about we just cancel it instead? Yeah. I'd say it's cast in stone. Snyder is not going anywhere. I I hope that Warner Brothers changes their mind on that score. 
before it comes out. Now, I was I was having a, a discussion with uh, um, a fellow simply syndicated, uh, sometimes host and friend of the show, Mark Perez, and we were discussing uh, Civil War versus Batman v Superman, and uh, we both seem to be of the same mind that uh, before they make Justice League, Warner Brothers needs to do some course correction with where these movies are going. Um, Man of Steel was uh, tepid, I would say, as far as audience reaction. Uh, Not a great movie. It wasn't awful. But the trouble is um, the character of Superman is not a good fit with Zack Snyder's uh, directing style or David Goyer's script writing style. They just don't work together which is why we got what we got with Man of Steel. With Batman v Superman, it went even further in Zack Snyder's direction, which takes it further away from who Superman is, uh, and even to a degree um, far away from who Batman is. And I know the other week, Rick, you pointed out the fact that you know Batman used to kill criminals all the time in the comic books, so there's precedent for it uh, in in this latest movie. And what I thought of after the fact was to point out the fact that, yeah, and it used to be uh, set in the comic books that Superman didn't fly. He just jumped really far. Things change. I would love to see a Superman movie that went back to that per- personally, but, and if, if they, if they wanted to say that's what they're doing, fine. But they, yeah, this is going to turn into a Batman v Superman discussion. Zack Snyder is not a good directorial fit for these characters. He's, he's just not where, whereas Michael Bay does explosion porn in his transformers movies. Zack Snyder does grim, gritty, desaturated color, um, standing in the rain, muscular men, punching other muscular men, porn with a little touch of, um, teenage male sexual fantasy porn. Uh, if you're talking about sucker punch and certain scenes, from 300, he doesn't fit with the justice league, he doesn't fit with these characters. And if they insist on having him be the director and David Goyer, who is not a good writer, be the screenwriter for justice league. I think that Aquaman, the flash cyborg, all the, the, the green lantern reboot, all the other auxiliary movies that are going to spin out from justice league are all going to be in jeopardy because Man of Steel was meh. Batman v Superman was not good. If they strike again with Justice League and fail to hit the mark, they're going to sink the entire DC film universe. If they good. don't if they don't figure out what they're doing wrong and get it right. Now, I would prefer that they fix it and do them right rather than fail and doom uh, DC films forever. It won't be forever. And I think what needs to happen is they need to see that what they're doing is wrong, that copying Marvel is wrong because they're doing it badly. What needs to happen is we need to see, uh, you know, so far, like there are people saying that Super uh, Batman v Superman was not a failure because it made a shitload of money on its opening weekend. So they're sitting there counting the money and going, we're all right. We're all right. Yeah, there was a drop off. Who gives a shit? We made, we, you know, we, we made our bank on the first weekend. Let's do another one. It'll happen again. It, they need to make an absolute fucking failure. And who better to drive them into the ground than Zack Snyder? No, oh, no one. There's no, then, there no one better. Then they will fix it. And then they will fix it. Or they won't. And it'll be, 
and we'll still have good DC stuff on TV, and we'll have good Marvel stuff on on the the, the big screen, and Netflix will be the place where they both do decent stuff. I'm cool with that. I would rather not have another Superman movie than have to, you know, and I know I've been defending Batman v Superman. I'm not defending it as a good movie. I was defending it as nowhere near as bad as people were saying it was. But that's because I've come to terms with this is what they want to do with Superman now. I don't like what they're doing with Superman. I don't like a gritty Superman. I don't like a conflicted Superman. I want Christopher Reeve back, but I've accepted I'm not getting that. Not now, anyway. I mm-hmm. would love to see Justice League come out and do so badly that everybody involved with it gets fired and DC, the DC Cinematic Universe, whatever they're calling it, realizes we need to do what DC does well, which is optimistic, happy, not necessarily happy, but upbeat, fun stories, which is what D- that's DC's... Uh, you know, that's their bread and butter. Stop trying to be Marvel. Marvel is where you get the conflicted, the flawed, the, the you know, I don't give a shit about my, my secret identity because I'm so sad and mad and angry and blah, blah, blah. That's Marvel. And that works for them. And they do it really well. DC was always Superman, you know, and Green Lantern and, you know, Ted Knight doing the narration and blah, 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 blah. Marvel did not Trade have super friends. <laughs> right. Go, stop trying to be what you're not, and that's what has to happen. I think DC needs to crash and burn, and from the ashes of that ridiculous, stupid uh, ideology can rise again. And it's the same thing that happened with the New 52. I don't know about comics, but I know that shit failed. And when I know that a comic series has gone to hell, it's gone to hell really badly. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) you know, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So they need to just go back to what they do right, what they do well, and stop thinking that people don't want optimistic stories. They do. We're sick of, I mean, there's a whole bunch of us that are sick of this, this doom and gloom that has taken over Superman. Superman is supposed to be, you know, fucking hope. (laughs) He's supposed to be super. And yeah, he was not super in in Batman v Superman. He was he was sad about saving people. I'm I'm going to stop now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so go, going back to the story that started this this discussion, Ben Affleck has been named as executive producer of Justice League. It's the the best move regarding the Justice League movie that I've seen them make so far. Yeah. It puts him one step closer to being the director, which I think would not be a bad idea. I think if nothing else, if, if the, the DC film line falls under the weight of a justice league failure, I think that Batman solo films could continue because Ben Affleck has the clout and the talent, uh, as a director. And as it turns out, based on Batman V Superman as an actor to keep that character's franchise moving forward. If Justice League fails, Superman will not survive. Wonder Woman might. Batman probably will. All the other characters, no way. Okay. Moving on. 
Moving on. <laughs> Go on then. Was Captain America any good? Oh yes, really, it is very very good. Um, and now the the last story that we have on here, if anyone is is curious, um, we we can tie this in. Uh, Marvel has confirmed that I, I should just read the read the headline so I don't get it wrong. Um, Kevin Feige announces that Marvel is committed to making a Black Widow movie. Scarlett Johansson is going to get her own uh, her own solo film. It'll probably have some other Marvel characters in it. If they don't have Hawkeye in a Black Widow film, that will just be confusing. I, I'm not sure by the time they get round to making it, Scarlett Johansson will be up for running and jumping as much or staying up <laughs> late. That kind of thing. <laughs> That's like, the problem with this article is it it sounds almost like they're saying that it will be after phase three after 2019. Yeah, that is what they're saying. And they're saying at that point, we're going to start really looking at it. Don't get hopes up for th- anything anytime soon. Um, I, I think basically if you have a daughter that right now would be excited by a Black Widow movie, by the time it comes out, she'll be in college. However old she is. There you go. It's going to be ages. But it's nice to know they'll do it. Yeah. However, I would I would be willing to bet, given a lot of what we've talked about tonight, if the Wonder Woman movie does well, we may see a change in the schedule. I suppose uh, that's possible. It, maybe, but I think what would be more likely, rather than... Um, uh, accelerating plans to make a Black Widow film, I think it will prompt Marvel to uh, take even further steps and make extra sure that their Captain Marvel film is the best quality it can be. Because that is... That's right, already, that, is, that is on the schedule, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's already slated to be their, their big uh, female-headlined uh, Marvel superhero film. And Which I would don't think... Quite follow. How so? It seems well. It seems to me, as a non-comic book person, which they're always talking about how the fan base is not their their main concern. So I'm kind of the demographic they're aiming for. Uh, it seems to me it would make more sense to do a Black Widow standalone movie than a Captain uh, Captain Marvel standalone movie first, because Black Widow is an established MCU character with a huge following. Captain Marvel, I didn't even realize Captain Marvel was a f- woman until last year. Well, Captain Marvel has only been a female for a couple of years now. In, in the yeah, comic but you know what I think so. of when I think of Captain Marvel? <clears throat> Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> okay. <And laughs> another, that's what the, another film that will likely be scuttled if Justice League fails. <laughs> that, is that a bad thing? <clears throat> Maybe not, but I have for a couple of years now been... Um, been tickled by the notion of Dwayne the Rock Johnson playing Black Adam because I think he would play the I think he would play the shit out of that role. I I like you know I like Dwayne Johnson. I don't generally see the movies he's he does because I they, they don't appeal to me. But mm-hmm. I he was awesome in Get Smart, and that's when I realized wow this dude is actually kind of fun. I've got mm-hmm. a lot of time for him. Have you seen his new Alarm Clock app? No. <laughs> no. 
right now i have to cut it on my <laughs> phone again just to play you some of the ringtones so <laughs> oh gosh what was it called uh hang on oh the rock clock <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say this for tomorrow but this is this is too good an opportunity to miss i'll just need a second because i've got to it wasn't good enough and have for me to leave it on the phone. Right. So, <laughs> so while that's installing, I, I will say that Rick, you have an excellent point that it would make more sense uh, as far as reaching the general movie going non comic book audience that you would want to make a black widow solo film before you do captain Marvel that I get. And I can't pretend that I understand why they chose to make captain Marvel before they made black widow, except to guess at the fact that captain Marvel being a, um, a cosmic character by making a solo film with her that will allow them to better set up the infinity war storyline. Oh, okay. Well, that, that makes sense then if, because guardians of the galaxy didn't make a whole lot of sense until you put it into the, the context of the infinity war, mm-hmm. uh, which, and I'm also hearing yeah, rumors right. that they, they, they might be changing the titles of those Avengers films. They, they said they will change them. And that there'll it's be not, two very different films as well, apparently, like not just two parts. So it's not going to be Infinity War Part 1 and 2? No. I would hope that one of them, I, well, I don't know about hope, but if someone were to ask me to retitle these films, then I would probably go the simple route of the, fir- the first one being Avengers Infinity Gauntlet, followed by Avengers um, either Infinity War or Infinity Quest. I have no opinion. Uh, they'll, they'll, they, whatever they're called, I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> whatever they call them, you're still not going to go to the cinema to see it. You're going to wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing that, that Marvel has been doing really well, is that even when they, you know, like, and Scott, you can, you can uh, you know, if it's not a spoiler, you can either confirm or deny. Um, you know, they they call these movies like Captain America and Iron Man and you know whatever, but they're all basically Avengers films because almost all of the other characters are involved in these movies. Yeah, there is more and more crossover as the films go on. I think so far Thor is the only series that really continues to stand out. So well, and and Iron Man to a degree. Um, yeah, but Black, uh, but Iron Black Man was introduced in the second one, but uh, yeah. the Iron Man films are more <clears throat> more self-contained than uh, certainly than Captain America and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <clears throat> well, that made sense. Is, it was on the other side of the galaxy. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, anywhere but, near Earth. But it, that that one is tapped into the overarching um, Infinity Stone storyline that all three of these phases have been building toward. Yeah, but look at all, you know, one of the biggest criticisms of Thor, the Dark, whatever it was, was where the hell were the Avengers when the entire multiverse was at risk? It didn't make sense that nobody else was there. Mm-hmm. You know, at least the Iron Man stories have been small enough. You know, it was always just somebody wants to, is really pissed at Tony Stark. Uh, so it didn't, you know, it, it, it made sense that... Thor didn't show up to help him when he was fighting, you know, the, the Mandarin and, you know, the other guy, whatever. I don't even remember. It was such a pointless story. Um, <laughs> you know, and Thor 2, or uh, Iron Man 2, again, it was still, 
Whiplash really hated Tony Stark, and and it was you know a couple of arms dealers pissing on each other. It, right. it didn't get big enough that it that it you had to go. Why aren't the Avengers called in on this? Whereas Thor, the 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 Dark Crystal, <laughs> it really didn't make sense that the other Avengers weren't there. Mm-hmm. It's do you know that's a tricky thing that they run into in the comic books all the time. I think it's easier to deal with because you can just in, if you're drawing it, you can go and Iron Man's there. And it's fine. Whereas in a mil- in a movie, you have to ask Robert Downey Jr. if he wants to be exactly. there and all that kind of thing. Um, but you, you kind of get into this. I, I don't know how unspoken it is. I feel it's entirely unspoken that there are just certain things that are for particular characters to deal with individually and other things that are not. And... It's kind of that the the definition of porn. I I know what it is when I see it. That kind of yeah. thing. There's a lot of well, really, this is just a Spider-Man bad guy, even though of course he's friends with Tony Stark and he's only just there and like he's actually being a bit of a dick by not helping out because it's it's a weird thing. But they do. I think we've just gotten into this this pattern over the years. It's okay. They're pushing it a bit with this Captain America Civil War thing. Mm-hmm. But it, the, I, I, I think the thing is, it's too good a story to not tell. Um, I mean, even and I'm, I'm saying this, I don't know how cl- how closely the movie is going to mirror the comic book story. But not very. The, not fair enough. But just the concept of everything breaks down. The people who we view as heroes are suddenly fighting each other. That's an amazing concept. That is awesome. I mean, I know what it looked like when we had the trailer of Captain America and Bucky beating down Iron Man. You just I thinking, shit, I have to see this film. It's a great idea. <laughs> um, I think I've gotten too, so excited about that, I've forgotten what my original point was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this is, this is the oh, reason sorry, why no, I wait, keep banging Sorry, sorry I've got my original go point back. I have to go with it. Um, but the trouble is, the, the, the Civil War comic book series was not, of any existing comic book series. It wasn't a Captain America comic, it wasn't an Avengers comic, it was a special event comic. There's nothing it fits in with. And so, if you want to do it in the movies, you either have to do it as a standalone movie thing, which would be weird, or you make it Captain America, colon, special, uh, Civil War. I think if they had, rather than making it the third Captain America film, rather than making it a third Avengers film. If they had made it its own standalone film, I think it would have worked out just fine. Because it, this movie does pull double duty in that it is a sequel to uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. And at the same time, it is picking up directly um, uh, overarching plot threads from uh, Avengers 2. So it's serving as kind of a sequel to both of them. And if I were to criticize the film for anything, that's the one thing that I would say is that sometimes I had a hard time separating the, the, the continuing Avengers elements with the continuing Captain America elements. It only takes a little bit of focus to pull it off, but, but still, sometimes I had to catch myself and say, okay, what film am I watching? Am I watching the Avengers or am I watching Cap? And and what I'm saying is they're all this. It shouldn't be. There, there doesn't need to be a difference, because the way they've been doing these movies, with the exception of Thor, 
they've you you could almost call them all Avengers movies, and just this particular film focuses a little more on Cap than on everybody else, and this one focuses a little more on Iron Man than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And or I, you, I, it you could do what, like what, what most of the viewers. Movie. You could do what most of the viewers do, which is to just call them the Marvel movies. Yeah. And which is why I'm I'm a little puzzled why they keep trying to make this distinction because it's to me it seems clear that they're not making them as separate movies but they feel like they have to market them as separate movies and that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Mhm. And well with with the direction that they're going they they might end up coming around to that particular way of thinking. Um I who know if if someone were to say hey after the infinity war uh, storyline gets wrapped up in this uh, two-part movie event and we move into phase four of the Marvel movies we're dropping the individual character franchises and they're just all going to be put together as Marvel Universe movies then if, if someone were to tell me that's what was going to happen I would not be all that shocked and I would, I would roll with it and I think it would make a lot of sense yeah I, I agree or I, bring the, the stakes down. Back for, the stakes up. So right. it's not every movie, the entire multiverse is in danger. If yeah, you it want to do a Captain America movie, do a Captain America movie where he's it's just him against some dude and, and you know, or some villain or whatever, and the only person that's endangered is Cap. You know, maybe have a couple of, you know, maybe have Black Widow in there because they work so closely together or something. But don't make it where everybody shows up at some point or another. They, they could they keep calling even... Them... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I was, they... I was just, they keep calling it a Captain America movie. And, you know, like, I, I loved Winter Soldier. I thought Winter Soldier was awesome. I thought it was the best one to date. Uh, you know, and I haven't seen... I haven't seen um, Civil War yet, but I uh, Civil War is the only one I've watched twice. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but even though it's called a or not Civil War, sorry, uh, Winter Soldier, even though it's a Captain America story, everybody's there, <laughs> so it's kind of an Avengers story too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's just not as everybody but, but I, as Civil War. Okay, Civil War has more everybody. <laughs> Even even some brand new people that we haven't seen. Um, It is huge. It doesn't need to be a Captain America film. It could be its own. And they could even, even now, it's not too late to change the title. They could make Thor Ragnarok. They could just call it Ragnarok. And it can be a Marvel film that has Thor and it also happens to guest star uh, the Hulk. Yeah. Have they confirmed Hulk for that one? Yes. Did you see the video that Chris Hemsworth put out? No. It was just... I'm sure he's a lovely guy. And by all accounts, he really is. And truthfully, I wish him no ill will or harm at all. But if he wouldn't mind fucking off, I'd appreciate that a great deal. Because this video was of him working out. And Chris Hemsworth looks better than me when he works out quite a lot. Makes me feel quite shitty, pathetic. Chris Hemsworth looks looks better than 99% of the population. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, guys, if we kill Chris Hemsworth, we all move up a place. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but the the video that he put out, he was doing his workout, and he's doing pull-ups. Now, I can't do one pull-up, but he was doing many, 
as he was talking and and at one point took one hand off and continued doing pull-ups with oh, one that, hand that, yes i saw that and, and you like stop that. no that was fake was it probably <laughs> yes he was standing on something all right <laughs> And then someone threw him the hammer, and it, yeah, yeah, Still, I did see that. So yeah, we need him and Ryan Reynolds in a car me, off the cliff. That's all. I'm, we just need to make sure they're all drunk all the time. That was right. seen out. <laughs> uh, seeing uh, an actor with the physical build of a Chris Hemsworth talking while they're doing pull-ups. Okay, that's fine. If you want to impress me, though, hold a conversation while you're doing a salmon ladder. That's different. <laughs> Is that a rude thing? I don't know what that is. That sounds for uh, for for people who don't know what what a salmon ladder is. Um, anyone who has watched the first season of Arrow is familiar with a salmon ladder. It's instead of one stationary bar that you pull yourself up and down, up and down. It's uh, the the bar is unattached to anything, but there are um, uh, slots that are spaced oh, okay. out and then they go upward. So you pull yourself up, you pull the bar out of the slot and you put it into the next slot up before you fall. And you doing it that way, you move yourself up all the way up to the top of the thing. Um, it, it's hard to describe it without a visual. The, Google salmon ladder people and you'll understand what it is. It's, it, it's a very difficult looking exercise that I would not be able to do. Hey, there's, there's things involving standing up I wouldn't be able to do, so don't don't feel bad. <laughs> um, yeah, so I should see Captain America Civil War and it won't upset me then. That's good to know. I think most people should go see it. It, it, it really is. Uh, I thought it was very impressive. Um, uh, my wife is uh, by no means a fan of Scarlett Johansson at all, and even she came out of it saying, Scarlett Johansson did not piss me off. So that's another good thing that you have going for the film. People who liked um, Captain America Winter Soldier, not just as a superhero film, but as a film, as a spy thriller, as an action film, as a drama. If you like that, then I think you're going to enjoy Civil War even more. Exciting. Sounds good. I thought it was set up very well. The performances were good. The writing was sharp. There was even um, I, Spider-Man is fantastic, fucking fantastic in that film. And there was th- there was a, a third act reveal that had Beckett sitting next to me in the theater. I heard him gasp. I look over at him. His eyes are as wide as saucers. His hands are covering up his mouth, and he's holding his breath. Well, Back, now, pe- people you know more like us, more our age, will probably have called that reveal far earlier in the film. But he had not. So when they came out with that and they showed it, blew his mind. And that might have been my favorite part of the film. Not what happened on the screen, but what was happening in the seat next to me. I think that was my favorite part. <laughs> Well, I'm excited now. We're going. I, I bought my tickets uh, about an hour before we started tonight, so we're we're going. My my wife and I are going as 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 our Mother's Day celebration. We are leaving the children at home, and we are going to see Civil War tomorrow. Well, if you want to do an admiral's table about it next week, maybe Wednesday <laughs> or Thursday, then let me know. 
Okay. I might have to go and see this film. I, I might have to go and see it. I'll go on Monday. It's a, it's a regular Monday on Monday, so I can do yeah. that. It'll be fine. There'll be nobody there except me, the unemployed Muslim elders. And uh, <laughs> the, these are generally the people that I see in the cinema when I go, because I go at awkward times. There's always a group of Muslim elders because they have to, they work on, I think this is a scam in religion. I'm sorry, but you know, this is just one of the things that make me as an atheist raise my eyebrows. But what they do is the elders have to be able to tell all the other, uh, the other Muslims who are part of their group. I'm not using correct phrasing. I mean, no disrespect. I just genuinely don't like a congregation, but the Muslim equivalent. Okay. They have to be told you can see this film. You can't see this film in order to judge that someone has to go see the film, right? So the Muslim elders go that's, and see actually, every fucking movie. <laughs> and I think that's, that's actually more progressive than Christian pastors. Usually they just read a write up or, or get told by someone else. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, so a, that's a whole nother discussion. Well, that's because yeah. they <laughs> haven't caught on to the hang on lads. The mosque will pay for our cinema tickets scam. That's what they haven't caught on to yet. No. Don't just say you can't see the film. Say, I should go and check out whether or not you should see the film. Get in for free. Then just go, no, you won't like it. Or whatever. Or yes, you will. Go and see it. You know, that's that's what they do. So No, you'll like it. Don't go and see it. Yeah. And so whenever it's like 10 in the morning and I go to the cinema, it's always me and three or four Muslim elders who've gone to watch the film. They always seem to be having a cracking time. You know, and then you think it's a shame they're going to come out and say, no, you can't go and see Harry Potter. But, you know, I love this movie. That was awesome. You can't see it. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> it's bad for you. Um, I don't know how strict they are with things. I really I, I don't wish to <laughs> sort of cast aspersions, but I just know that they need to know these things. So, so it makes sense. Someone has to go see it. Right. You know, um, so Should we that, talk about Netflix. I have nothing to give you. If I'm honest, I've been watching Third Rock <laughs> from the Sun still. And, oh, no, I watched a cool documentary today. It was called, can't log on to Netflix. Oh, I can't hang on. It's a documentary. One of you speak. Sorry, I've stalled the whole thing. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really have any Netflix picks either. Um, uh, other than Civil War, I haven't watched a whole lot. Oh, wait. I watched uh, Two Guns with Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg. That was a, a fun little bit of fluff. Uh, turns out it's based off a comic book, and I had no idea. Um, and I recently watched, uh, I think it's an Irish film, called uh, Calvary, starring Brendan Gleeson. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, n nice, quiet little film. Uh, if, if you want to see uh, an understated character study, um, I, I would give that one a recommend for sure. I like Brendan Gleeson. I'm familiar I have been with the having the, oh, Sorry. Go ahead. I, I I've been having the weirdest relationship with The Flash because I'm still watching it. hide it from your wife, you know, all these other things. He's like, <laughs> he always finishes so quickly. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a flash. Um, he's like, you didn't even no. see him do it. <laughs> it's like, it, it can piss me off in a heartbeat. And then halfway through the next episode, 
it, it's like I'm sorry, honey, I still love you. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's the weirdest damn thing. You know, I I put out a a, a post on Facebook the other day, where and I'm 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 gonna tiptoe around spoilers. So if you haven't seen the Flash season two yet, don't worry, I'm not gonna spoil anything. But there was a point where I thought a character. Okay, the the I don't think it's a spoiler to say season two is all about Earth two. Now the multiple Earth things in DC is one of the reasons I don't read the goddamn comics, because if you've got multiple versions of everybody, then there's really no point in defeating anybody, um, because they just bring another one in from another Earth. Uh, but there was this one character that showed up again. And I was like, fuck you, Flash. I am so sick of this Earth 2 bullshit. And then it turns out the character wasn't from Earth 2. Uh, it was still a stupid reason for them to be there, but the, the rest of the episode was good enough that I was there like, all right, never mind. I'm beginning to feel like <laughs> Just, we should hold an intervention for you in this show. Like, it's, you're clearly not enjoying it. <laughs> But you won't stop. I am enjoying it, but it keeps pissing me off. There you go. If the Flash was a girl, we'd have told you to dump her ages ago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is so everything up until I met my wife. Yeah. Oh, she's fit. She's such a fucking bitch. Just dump her. (laughs) I will never tell you to dump this show. Rick. <laughs> and for no other reason no, than the fact I'm, that I know you like Supergirl. Rick, there are loads of other shows out there that will treat did. you much better. They had that crossover <laughs> with Supergirl, and I know yeah, you like Supergirl, yeah. and there have been yeah. rumors that if CBS does not renew Supergirl, then the showrunners might be looking at porting her over to the CW. Yeah, and that's driving me nuts, is they keep saying yes it's renewed no it's not and no there's been no official word yet and we won't really know for sure for two more weeks and it's making me crazy yeah but, uh, i i personally Flash is a really good show hmm? i'm in favor of moving supergirl over to the cw i really am i they got I flash too, they have flash on tuesday they have arrow on wednesday they have legends of tomorrow on thursday you got monday and friday to play with move supergirl over and give her one of those days and then start up a new series uh for for the fifth day so you can get monday through friday and rule it all now i i do have to say that uh the flash is not doing legends of tomorrow any favors in my book because the whole hawkman hawk girl thing was just as stupid on the flash as it was in legends of tomorrow in my opinion Meh. <laughs> i i well okay the, the 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 woman that plays hawk girl is fine I think she's doing a, uh, she's a, uh, is fine. The dude that plays Hawkman, I can't stand him. I think he's terrible as an actor. Is he as good as the Hawkman Brian Blessed played in Flash Gordon? I'm <laughs> not even close. <laughs> right, I don't need to bother with this. How, how about the Hawk, how about the Hawkman from Smallville played by Michael Shanks? I, I, I didn't watch Smallville. Ah, I haven't gotten I that I don't like Smallville Superman either. without being super. But Michael Shanks, Michael Shanks played Hawkman. Yes, he did. Huh. Okay. Gordon's alive. <laughs> That's what he says. 
okay, Richard, there. what do you got for Netflix picks? <laughs> we we have a brand new kitten that just that just came home, and I'm gonna have to go meet it in a couple of minutes. Okay, right. Well, I watched I watched a documentary today on Netflix called Welcome to Leith, which was terrifying and chilling. Uh, about a very, 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 very small American town in uh, North Dakota, uh, which was just literally a, a couple of houses and a farm and stuff like that. And there are these people that live there who were perfectly happy and just getting on with their lives. And then one day, like the world's most famous white supremacist moves to town and starts buying land and giving it away to other white supremacists and decide he's going to turn this town into the capital of all white supremacy and uh, have them all move there. And it's about the battle between the people of this town and this nutter that moves there uh, and their attempts to get rid of him. In many ways, it's horrible. In other ways, it was it was wonderful to see all the people of the town be so united uh, against something like that. Um quite an inspiring story in in their perseverance with it all but yeah just terrifying thing that these people exist um you know and and so bad that it happened to these people you even have the one guy who's lived there for years saying i had to have it explained to me what a white supremacist was you know wow like these people are so not racist on any level whatsoever the concept that there is such a thing had never occurred to them. They're just nice people, just living and getting on with their lives, and suddenly shit falls on them, and the worst kind of shit. It's horrible. But very well put together documentary. In slightly lighter things, I also saw the documentary about Twisted Sister, and that was much more fun. <laughs> I've always liked them. They, they, the the thing is with with, and correct me if I'm wrong because I haven't seen this documentary, but. Twisted Sister and Kiss basically started at the same time in the same place. It's just Kiss got their break about 15 years before Twisted Sister did. It didn't mention Kiss at all. It, 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 so I don't know. Um, but they're, 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 they're in a similar vein of that, that kind of you know, makeup, kabuki, rock sort of thing. Yeah, I, I think they're, Twisted Sister are a band that, you know what, they are what they are. And... I, I don't I wouldn't claim to be a fan as such, but I don't have slightest problem with them at all. I'm glad they exist and get on to do their thing. Um, and so just yeah. it, it's you know they're an entertaining bunch of people with quite a story behind them, and it's it's a fun way to pass an hour and a half. There's nothing wrong with a documentary about them. It's got to be better than that Justin Bieber one that was made. You know who exactly. <laughs> oh how I wish I could say that you know or the Katy Perry one I, I am pleased to say that still I have never heard a Justin Bieber song I haven't either I think one was played at me on an advert but I uh, yeah that, that was it I hate that boy <laughs> I want to punch him in the face I don't have these feelings about any other human being but him I want to punch in the face so hard yeah not a violent person, but I would be if I met him. Yeah. Okay, is that all? Is that everything for now then? Shall we? I'm spent. I'm spent too. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all I got. Excellent. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that movie. So I'm just clicking my back because 
sit in an office chair for an hour and a half. It's all right, though. I've got a comfy cushion and a pink dressing gown. <laughs> I am dressed. I hasten to add. I'm, I am fully decent. I'm not podcasting in my pajamas or anything, but it's just there on the back of the chair. It's fluffy. It's Allison's. So it smells a lot nicer than mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> anyway. Now is my time to appeal to your, your more generous nature, audience. Hello out there. Uh, we did this whole show without adverts, and we do that through your support. Uh, somebody needs to pay for this stuff, you know. It's, it's not free. Um, so we need your help and support to continue making our shows and, and do all the stuff that we do. You bob on over to simplysyndicated.com slash everything. You can sign up to give us £6 a month, which also gives you access to our entire decade-long back catalogue of shows which isn't just this one by the way i don't want you thinking what would i want movie news from 10 years ago you, you don't plus this said episode 35 on it come on there's lots of other shows that are on there from the last 10 years and some of them aren't half bad to be perfectly honest so you know you can go and check those out and help us keep making new stuff as well and uh, of course all the exclusive content like trust no one and uh, oh boy there's a new episode of oh boy out at the moment that I just put out the other day. That's Scott and Mine's Quantum Leap show. It's a good show. You should listen to it. Yes, it is. Everyone. You, everyone should. And you can do that by going to simplysyndicated.com slash everything and supporting us with £6 a month. And we're eternally grateful for your help. Uh, also, we've got a, a different thing you can do at patreon.com slash simplysyndicated uh, where you can sign up and give us $3 a month to help us out and you get some exclusive content there as well. And also, heck, if you just want to throw some cash, we've got a PayPal account. There's links on the website at the bottom of the front page to everything you need. And so thank you to everyone that's helped us out with that. Hey, the hoodies went out. People have started receiving hoodies, guys. <laughs> Nick wrote down the, the date. What was it? Was it? Hang on. <laughs> it was two, two years and some days. <laughs> two years, three months and 15 days or something like that it was since he ordered it. That's not bad. Um, but it goes to show you get your hoodies after a while. <laughs> and uh, rest assured, listeners, if you order merch now, it shows up quicker. It's much quicker. Like a couple of days, really, because I don't, I don't make it or send it. I didn't make the hoodies, I'll be honest, but, you know, <laughs> um, they'd, they'd have been tragic. But they're ever so nice and warm, and I have an extra large one that, that I just sort of disappear in and... It's wonderful. So go on to our store. I don't know what the URL of our merch store is. Well, yeah. there's a link on the website. There is. There. At the top of the website, simplysyndicated.com, there's a button that says merch. Spreadshirt.com. Oh, yeah, you can't remember that. That's an awful URL. Just click the button. You'll, <laughs> you'll find it. You'll find <laughs> it, you clever people. And get yourself a Simply Syndicated hat or T-shirt or hoodie. Actually, I, 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 there's loads of these t-shirts I want. So, you know, come on. And if you have any suggestions for prints we could do, I'm happy to hear that as well. Because my graphical skills are sorely lacking. Uh, as you can tell by the graphics on the website. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Send shirt ideas to me, I will make them. Yes, that's probably the best bet. Okay then, thank you for listening everybody. We'll be back next week with another installment of movie news and stuff. So until then, goodbye. <laughs>